Thus says the Audi Diary of the 23rd day of the 7th month of year 2021. I cannot remember how many Audi Diaries I've recorded today. I think this just might be the second. Um, and I am right now sitting in my tent with both of my um, kind of windows or gates on either side open so that I can feel the wind uh, blowing through the tent and I can see much of my surrounding woods and meadows um, but I'm still protected by the from the bugs uh, by my mesh mesh inner tent and I'm lying down and it feels like it's going to be quite a warm night so last night was actually quite warm as well and only the first night was as cold as um, as it were and so I'm hoping that I'll be able to last this night without my double layered leggings because it really doesn't do my legs a lot of good to um, it just basically needs a lot of room for circulation recovering and putting pressure on it by putting on really tight to two different layers of tight leggings doesn't seem to help so let's hope that I can last the night without feeling too cold and just this get up um, feels like it's gonna be warm so hopefully it'll stay true I also managed to nag a campsite at um, this kicking horse campground and to my dismay the entire place was full so all the official um, platformed campsites were taken and I had only arrived a little past 3 p.m. so I'd, I've been really early and yet everything was taken so to my dismay that meant that um, I had to figure out another place to camp and I ended up um, taking one of the um, kind of like flatter grounds where it's obvious that other people have camped but they're technically not the part of the designated sites and but I really didn't have much choice because if I went made my way back to Buckhorn I first of all it would take me at least a couple hours if not three and that by that point I'm sure Buckhorn would have been even fuller and unfortunately around Buckhorn there is far less just even ground to pitch a tent on and so knowing that I was between two hard places I just decided to stick with my original um, kind of route and plan and just do an overnight at Kicking Horse anyway and I was kind of resigned to taking a campsite that's by campsite I really mean just kind of flat ground a bit of flat ground that was very close to the trail until uh, and I was um, just cooking liner there I was having a very late lunch past 3 30 um, until I realized I I, I um, had finished cooking and I had eaten and I was about and I tried to walk away you know a bit um, away from the campsite for me to throw the uh, kind of water that I had washed out um, my spoons and stuff because it might you know it smells like food so I wanted to throw it away um, a bit further away from where I was gonna sleep and then I discovered this little area that looked like it was a decommissioned campsite and so I have come here so I'm actually in this little area that's quite secluded and I'm surrounded by trees in all directions um, I and I get quite a lot of privacy and even though this campground is bursting to the seams um, every little spare bit of ground has been taken by somebody I am the only one in this private little area um, surrounded by trees and I feel like I have 
and I had direct sunlight on me for the last three hours. Uh, and it was really nice and warm to the point that I just sat on in my tent, um, protected from the mosquitoes, uh, in just kind of my underwear. And I lied down and listened to quite a lot, large, long section of Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Um, and that's what I mostly did uh, for the afternoon slash evening after my hike from Nikkiman Lake back to Kicking Horse. Um, because it was scenery that I had technically seen uh, seen before, I just kind of enjoyed um, the scenery. Is the vista was absolutely beautiful. Um, the way back was a lot easier than I thought it would be. Um, I did tackle the uphills very well. I think it helped that I had fresh legs and now I also feel like I got my trail legs. Um, and so the uphill wasn't that painful and I was able to make really good progress at a slow but steady pace. And I've landed at a really solid um, 3.7 kilometers per hour. Um, you know, if you take into account how many breaks I did, took and also how many photographs I took all throughout the trail, I would say that's a pretty solid pace because four kilometers per hour is what you would expect to walk um, at a leisurely place, pl pace on flat ground with nothing on your back. So for me to walk at that pace um, with a heavy backpack on my back, hiking uphill and downhill, um, I would say that's pretty good. Uh, and I'm a very fast hiker, so normally I go 4.5. I've gotten nearly to 5 kilometers an hour um, if I'm fast packing. But uh, really, the focus of this trip has been to enjoy and to just take in the scenery. And it's been more meditative than it has been to try and challenge myself. And so because I knew, I knew coming in that Heather Trail wasn't going to be a major, majorly difficult trail. And so I've enjoyed that. Um, if you hear the rustling, it's just the, a big waft of um, breeze rustling through my tent. And because I have the fly open at either end, it really is like the wind just kind of blows through the tent um, as if there were kind of two large windows on either side. Uh, one of the benefits of being in an undesignated campsite is the fact that I actually am on the ground and not on a platform. And I far prefer sleeping on the ground to a platform, even though platform will mean that I will always have relatively even surface to sleep on. Right now I am on a bit of a slope, um, but I managed to position my tent in a way so that I have my head up high and my feet down low. And I think that should help with uh, my feet swelling and my feet getting cold and all that kind of stuff. Um, and yeah, but I really love sleeping on the ground. For one thing, it's so much easier to stake a tension tent, which is what I have. Um, the tension tent is, I don't have tent poles. It's just the um, my hiking poles and then the tension of the stakes on the ground and the way the tent is shaped kind of pulls it upright um, and hence you know getting the right angle and getting the right well making sure that all the stakes are in solidly is quite important and thankfully I managed to do that quite easily uh, with this ground um, but when I was on a platform it was a hassle to try and figure out the angle um, but I managed to do it every single time and today, for once, I'm actually 
on the ground. And I love sleeping on the ground. I just find it better for some reason. And I find that it's warmer. I don't know if this is true, but I felt like um, I had cold air pass through me, um, pass underneath me um, when I was sleeping on a platform. And I feel like it's warmer to be on the ground. I think it just might be the fact that it's a warm night, like I said, and I met it, and I was also in the sunlight um, for many hours since. Uh, and I just happened to be in a quite a bright spot. So I'm like in this um, little section of flat ground surrounded by relatively short trees and through it there's quite a quite a large ray of sunlight coming through and peeking through the trees so I managed to have both sunlight and privacy what else could one ask for um the one major drawback of this campsite is just well yes one it was it's really crowded though I've managed to avoid most of the crowd um but when I go out to get water, or when I go into the food cache, when I go to the toilet, I do see a lot of people. And it, of course, it, I think adding to the fact is that um, today's Friday night, so a lot of people are starting their trip. Um, and so, anyway, um, so here we are. So one of the drawbacks is the fact that it's crowded. The other drawback is just the number of mosquitoes out today has been crazy. Uh, I've been bitten all over my body and I must have scratched quite a lot um, overnight because some of the bites have swollen a lot and they've been quite painful, especially while walking. Um, and yes, Tiger Balm helps, but it, it doesn't help if I scratch overnight or um, the way my leggings is designed, the way the seams kind of press, press on the leg, for example, presses on it, um, or if I scratch it without thinking about it because I didn't I don't notice the fresh bite um, I am bitten all over my legs all over my both of my arms um, and even though I've been putting on bug repellent quite religiously uh, it seems to have helped um, but I think you know I don't know how it seems to um, kind of lose its effectiveness relatively quickly um, and yeah yeah, and I think the other part of it is I've been constantly washing my hands, washing my face. Um, I wash my clothes once, all those kinds of things. So every time, even though I put it, put a bug repellent on, I keep washing it away. Or uh, there's a there's a small spot that I've missed, and the mosquitoes um, just seem to find their way um, to me somehow. There were also quite a lot of wasps um, in the evening, and they were kind of stuck underneath the tent so what i mean by that is that they i have this outer fly that covers the inner mesh so i have an inner mesh tent which is where i'm lying in so no bugs can get in um and then there's an outer fly which is which prevents you know keeps me gives me a bit of privacy um, if there were rain that would be waterproof and it would make the rain fall down um the sides and right now i have the Kind of the windows or the doors to the outer rain fly um, buttoned up so i have the wind flowing through the outer flies um, through the mesh tent if that makes sense anyway so there were at least three to four wasps over the course of the evening that found its way underneath the rain fly 
rainfly, um, but just could not find their way out, even though there, you know, uh, there, there was a huge gaping hole open. But you know how you know how insects can be. They're just they're just anxious and they just keep banging their face and their body against every little bit of material. When I'm like, "Hello, here's a giant hole over here. You can fly out this way." Um, and I was quite scared because there were wasps um, to leave my mesh tent. <laughs> um, but after at least like a couple of hours, I was like. Right, you know what? I need to eat dinner, a proper dinner, because I had my dinner earlier. I need to eat dinner. I need to go to the toilet. I need to put my stuff in the food cache. I need to filter more, purify more water. You know, do all my camp chores. I need to get out of my mesh tent. Um, so I just quickly made my way out, and then I just kind of lifted the rain fly um, up and just let the wasps out. But it took a while. Um, and I did sit in the mesh tent for like nearly two hours just listening to them buzzing around um, and I and it, their buzzing did make me a bit anxious um so yeah so today has been a mixture of um excitement and annoying kind of negative turns um I'm going to be walking back through what I remember to be one of the most scenic sections of the entire trail but it's really hard to say what is the most scenic section because my ex your expectations are completely your expect expectations of the later parts of the trail are completely reset by your earlier experiences of the trail so when I had zero expectations I was just completely wowed by the section between buckhorn camp and kicking horse um, but now that I've seen the rest of the trail I don't know if I'll find it to be the most beautiful. But anyway, I am still looking forward to um, hiking out. I am also really looking forward to a fresh meal. Um, I've been thinking about my post-hike meal like a lot. <laughs> um, I've already looked up a couple of different places um, that I think I could go to. There's a part of me that really wants like a, a burger with fries and like really carby stuff. Um, with a lot of protein, you know, makes sense after a hike, that's what you want. But there's also a part of me that wants really fresh stuff, like, um, like a really large salad, uh, like a salad that's actually meant to be a meal, plus like freshly squeezed orange juice. Um, again, that makes sense because on a hike, everything I've been eating is, you know, pasta. I've been basically eating pasta, uh, packaged noodles, oatmeal, all the things you can cook dry and like a lot of dried fruit. And so no wonder I want like fresh veggies and fresh fruit. Uh, there's also a part of me that really craves like hot, oily, greasy carbs and protein. So maybe I'll actually be hungry enough <laughs> to order like a giant green salad and a burger and fries. Um, but I'd be hard-pressed to imagine that a, a diner or like a restaurant that serves such such kind of food would also have some freshly squeezed juice. I can imagine either like I go to a salad bar or I go to a greasy burger joint, um, but I kind of can't see how I would try to combine those things. And there's also a part of me that really wants Korean food. <laughs> so I don't know what I'll do. Um, I mean, depending on how fast I can make it uh, back to my parking lot, um, back to my car, I may be able to um, get two meals 
as my post-hike meal before I have to return my car. Um, so I am basically looking forward to, yes, a hike out, um, but I'm going to try and break camp as soon as possible tomorrow morning and hike out fast um, because I also expect a lot of traffic on trail. Uh, especially if, since this is a section that's closer to the parking lot and it's going to be a weekend there'll be massive amounts of crowds coming in to see the wildflowers so I'll try to um, break camp and um, hike out as fast as possible um, and I know that I've also taken a million photographs of this same place um, same section of the trail I'm gonna work walk on tomorrow so I'm not like too eager um, I won't be as eager to take so many photographs. Um, and so I'll try to make it out pretty quick and make it to my car. I actually have a few different kind of like road trip stops I want to make. Um, since I've come out all the way um, past Hope into EC Manning, I thought I might as well, you know, see these, see a few things. Um, and it's my first time in this park. And there's quite a lot of other, this park is humongous. There's a lot of other famous trails and less famous trails that one can go on. Um, though I think Heather Trail, the trail that I went on this week, is probably the most famous of them all. Um, so I might try to do at least one more stop in EC Manning just to check out a couple of campgrounds. And then I will make my way um, to Hope, which is the nearest town um, slash city. And I, in Hope, there is another provincial park. The one that I've been to years ago, I think like 2016, 17, and I loved it so much. Um, I have a really fond memory of it. Uh, before I started going out and exploring provincial parks and national parks the way I do now. So it's called Kokihala Canyon. I really would like to go again and there's specifically this attraction called Othello Tunnels. That's I think like an hour um, walk through. Um, it's, it's a combination of both you know natural beautiful stunning canyons and some man-made scenery which in this case are massive tunnels that humans made. Uh, so it's like kind of like an attraction you can walk through. I think they might be open. The Othello tunnels were closed for at least a year or two uh, because of refurbishments. I think it actually wasn't because of COVID. I think it was something to do with construction. Um, I hope they're open. I'll check tomorrow. Uh, but if they are open, I'll probably do a gander through. And then there are other other stops I could make. Um, there's a couple of other restaurants I could go to, including the, um, like the Chilliwack, um, that greasy burger joint I go to all the time called Big Bubba Bites. And if I can't, if I don't end up, um, eating somewhere else, I might go there <laughs> to eat. Whoa, this is a big gust of wind. Okay. I might need to close my rain fly after all. Um, but yeah, those are some of my plans. I probably should have talked less about tomorrow since I'll actually record an audio diary of what actually happens and talk more about what happened today. But um, today was just me walking through beautiful scenery and just getting in the zone. I don't think I did much of anything other than just walk, listen to music, um, spent a lot of time at camp, 
in the morning, which you heard about already in the previous diary. And then later today, I spent a lot of time at camp here, again, listening to um, Lord of the Rings and getting lost in the story and just enjoying the peace of the meadow. Um, I think overall, I probably only walked like three hours today, which is not ideal. I, I, I usually like to walk longer. Um, but, you know, I did take at least a couple of stops. Um, I would have liked to take longer stops, but unfortunately, um, the mosquitoes really got in the way of me sticking to any place for long. I did manage to, um, I think I stopped three different times at be beautiful scenic viewpoints. Um, again, to listen to music, to sing. I sang a bit, I danced a bit um, at the lake campground. Um, I ate snacks. Um, I prayed, not a lot, not as much as I thought I would this trip, but I prayed a little bit. Um, and I don't know if I can say that my depressive episode is cured, which is something that I was kind of like looking forward to saying by the end of it. But it is true that I just have so much more life and joy inside of me. Um, life and joy I felt like I had lost. Um, or I had completely just forgotten or tapped out of. Um, I feel normal again, basically. I don't think that means that the problems I was having with my life uh, prior to joining, prior to starting this trip, which was around anxiety about work and professional pursuits, financial anxiety, which is related to professional pursuits. Basically, you know, am I wasting my money and my time? Um, by going down this route of entrepreneurship, um, should I give up and just find a job? Um, feel, I felt like I was falling behind. Um, I felt deeply, deeply lonely. Uh, and I really wanted to just basically stop being single, um, and get into a relationship where I could, where I felt like it was truly a partnership. Um, and I wanted, I felt, well, yeah, I felt really, really lonely in that sense. Um, and I think birthdays, my, each of my birthdays, most of my birthdays in recent memory have been really, really terrible. Um, last year was probably the worst. The year before that, I spent um, in, uh, oh, Snowdon Snowdonia National Park in Wales. And that was, that did have major saving grace because I was on a, such an exciting trip. Hence why I wanted to do this trip for this birth week. Um, but I think birthdays were really difficult because I think I felt incredibly lonely. I spent all three birthdays of 2019, 2020, 2021 alone, physically alone, and 2018 as well, actually. Um, I'm trying to remember what I did on my birthday. I must have been in Barcelona. I can't remember exactly what I did. Um, but I know that, yeah, it was exactly that. It wasn't very um, memorable. Um, and because I was constant, well, I was spending most of my majority of my time alone. I lived alone for all of those 2018, 2019, 2020, 2021. For four years, at the very least, I've been li living alone. Um, and I was in a place where I felt like I was very far from my closest friends. 
Um, I think 2020 was especially alone, lonely because I felt like I had come back to Vancouver. So I should have been, I should have returned to where home was, where my friends and, you know, like my network should be. And yet I was still spending it alone. Um, and I had very few people call on me, text on me, um, people remembering that it was my birthday and the people who did remember I don't I don't know if I like I wasn't sure who I would who of these people I would call my family or people I felt actually close to I felt that I I I had grown out of so many of these people and they had become acquaintances um and I felt deeply, truly lonely. And I, in fact, there was this one particular thing where I'm in this group chat um, of friends that I talk to the most, um, who are, I think, are some of my closest friends. And I, one of the friends in that group chat has a birthday five days after me. And um, on my birthday, the other two people in the group chat we're talking about, okay, let's get uh, together um, for this third person's birthday. What should we do for her birthday? And it was, yeah, I think, I think just every, the reality of everything kind of hit me. I fundamentally felt like I wasn't cared for. I have pretty poor uh, memories of my birthdays from earlier years as well. Feeling very lonely, um, really disappointing birthdays. And so I, it's a bit of a self-fulfilling prophecy because I don't tell people about it. I don't create a lot of events. I don't, I never throw a birth, I haven't thrown a birthday party in years. Um, and so people are going to forget about it. And I guess I, in return, I don't make a fuss about other people's birthdays because I guess I'm afraid of feeling quite let down when eventually, um, when it comes to be my birthday and nobody cares, nobody remembers. Uh, yeah. And I think it's just an awkward and uncomfortable thing for, for me. Um, and it, and it, and it always reminded me of how lonely I felt. And so I really detested my birthday. Um, this year was far better than last for sure. Uh, I knew that I was going on this trip and I was intentionally um, leaving, right? I was intentionally looking for a alone time, even though, um, and, and people did call, you know, did text me and did do all these things um, in the morning of, and I also knew that, you know, like I said, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy, right? Um, people are going to care for me if I care for them. And it's, in some ways, it's not transactional per se, but it is, it is a give and take. Um, people think their relationship with me is precious because I give, I give, um, and therefore they're, they think it's precious. And so I have to work to build these precious relationships. Um, and if I keep moving away and running away, as I have, just moving from country to country, um, of course my relationships are going to suffer. Um, I can't possibly be disappointed at that. And if I don't gift other people, which I rarely do, 
I can't expect gifts in return. Um, so, yeah, I guess. I mean, I guess one thing I really cared, I, I, I realized um, uh, this birthday is the fact that I think I just really miss being cared for by somebody else because I've been caring for myself for so many years now. Um, I guess I really miss being cared for by somebody else. Um, and, and I think that's one of the things that makes me feel very lonely. It's not as much that I've been caring for others. I don't think I have. I, I have. Um, but it is much more so that I've been caring for myself. And it's been a long time since someone else has kind of shouldered that burden. And I could rely on someone else to take care of me. Um, so I think that's one of the things I want in a partnership is someone I can rely on because I've had to be independent for so long and being independent is one of my greatest strengths and one of my greatest prides but I also I also want to know what it's like to be vulnerable to again rely on others this has ended up being a really long audio diary um, I was originally just going to record just to um, wait for my Again, water to be purified uh, with my tablet, but yeah, this is an intense episode. I will probably take a swig of water, I'll close my rainfly so I have a bit more privacy and less of a chill, chilly wind uh, passing through the tent, and I might record a bit more. But anyway, talk to you later. <laughs>